Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today for what is the 28th episode of Dallas Christian College's Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Spees, the Director of Advancement here at DCC, and we are celebrating our six-month anniversary with this podcast. Our first episode aired on Monday, November the 2nd, 2020, and we have continued sharing a new podcast each week as we have examined current topics and events that are having an impact on our society, the world of education, and the local church. Our goal has been and will continue to be creating fresh and engaging conversation with you, our listener. Joining me today is the man who has become the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, Mr. Mark Worley, the Vice President of Institutional Advancement. How are you doing today, Mark? I'm doing well, Scott. Great. Before we jump into our topic for this podcast, though, I thought it'd be fun for us to look back for a few minutes at some of the podcasts we've done and, and share some of our favorite moments. You know, Mark, we've looked at a wide range of topics we these really have. last six we months. We really have. Everything, we, starting with the, the state of Christian higher education back in November with our president, Dr. Brian Smith, and academic dean, Dr. John Derry. We talked about biblical illiteracy, the church calendar focusing on Advent, Lent, and Easter, the impact that the pandemic has had on our mental health, educating our kids while they've been quarantined at home, the civil rights movement and the impact of Dr. Martin Luther King, chaplaincy in the military, leadership development, mentoring, finding our calling, and one of my favorite series was the one we titled Spending Time with the Text. As several of our faculty members here at the college looked at specific scripture passages that centered around Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. I'm just exhausted thinking about <laughs> all of these topics. Yeah. So, Mark, for you, what's been one of your favorite moments as we've recorded our variety of episodes? You know, Scott, as you were going through those, I just thought, man, there's so much good stuff. I, I don't know if I could put my finger on it probably would be the resurrection uh just that concept the theological concept is what i've talked a lot about recently and that's the know, one that dr halen did right <clears throat> yes yeah uh resurrection from the deads you know that that was just it was it was eye-opening to me i mean there there's been uh, dr thompson's uh uh session on mentoring leadership mm-hmm. those were great uh, Dr. Neal's on anxiety, right. I, you know, uh, all of them were good. Yeah. I mean, they just really were good. I think, for, you know, there were two towards the end of the year and beginning of the year that were my favorites when we interviewed Joy Green, our missionary in Guatemala, yeah, that was and excellent. talked about becoming a leader, even maybe if you're not wanting to or you don't think you're <laughs> yes. ready. And yeah. she shared a lot of hers. And I really enjoyed our uh, predictions for 2021 which you remember you and I did that back in the first week of January. Wow. So I'm going to be really curious to see how accurate we were <laughs> with exactly. some of our thoughts as we go through this year. But it really has been amazing how God has used the DCC Leadership Podcast to encourage and inform those who have been listening. And I'm confident that now is the time for the message that God is communicating through what we are doing here at DCC. Uh, For those of you listening, we just celebrated another commencement this past Friday in our 70th year as a Christian institution of higher education. And we were able to send out another group of men and women who have been equipped and educated and mentored to do great things for the kingdom of God, which is just pretty awesome. Yeah, it's it's one of the... Uh, the evenings where I'm most proud and most sad. Yeah. 
you know, because you're so proud of, and we've got such a great group of, of alums this year, uh, or grads this year, but it's just, yeah, the sadness of seeing yeah. them go, and you've built relationships, and it's just exactly it's a great. But and and we've got good news about the fall, which maybe we'll share later on. We need to get Ken Fafler, our enrollment management VP, here because uh, some really good things are happening for the fall. It's a good time to be around here at at Dallas Christian College. But speaking of a timely message, uh, Mark, you've preached and taught a couple of lessons on the topic that we're going <laughs> to discuss today which I think is particularly relevant here in 2021. So why don't you go ahead and introduce today's podcast episode? Yeah, you know, Scott, uh, a few weeks ago, I was uh, given an assigned passage and a, uh, to preach on okay. and, and uh, at Osage Hills uh, Christian Church up in uh, Oklahoma and Tulsa area. My son-in-law and daughter attend there, but uh, I, I, well, more importantly, my grandsons are there. But <laughs> yes. <clears throat> But as soon as I read the passage, I thought, oh, my goodness, uh, why would I be given this passage? Because it's probably uh, the most difficult concept for me to deal with. Really, one of the most difficult commands that Jesus commanded. Uh, I, I mean, I struggled with this, especially early on in my in my walk with Christ really struggle with his command and I couldn't couldn't move any closer to Jesus until I dealt with it and everybody's thinking well what is it and uh, it's found in Luke the sixth chapter and uh, if you want to take a look at it, it's verse 27 through 36 and here's what he says this is the toughest commandment I think ever but to you who are listening I say love your enemies there it is Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. That doesn't sound right, does it? It just doesn't. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If somebody takes your coat, don't withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. Then there's that famous uh, verse, uh, the the. The uh, golden rule, do to others as you would have them do to you. Mm -hmm. And Scott, when you listen to this part, I mean, these are the red letter stuff. This is Jesus. I mean, he's the one saying this. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners, pagans, love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Notice he says that twice you know you're not going to get any credit caroline my wife always talks about extra credit man there is no <laughs> extra credit for you for doing that and he says uh if you uh, lend to those from whom you expect repayment what credit is that to you third time even sinners lend to sinners and expect to be repaid in full but love your enemies do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back then your reward will be great, and you'll be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Man, that, that is a tough, that's just a tough passage. I can remember uh, fourth grade, <clears throat> nine years old, and uh, I remember I got into this big fight, and, you know, there's a whole lot to that story, but, uh, man, uh 
this kid was on top of me. And it, the difference, you know, growing up in the inner city, the difference in a fight is it could end in death. And this guy was trying to, uh, you know, he had his knees on my arms and he had his uh, hands on my neck. And my, I remember my head was hanging over the curb. And I thought, man, I, I just can't. It's the first time I ever lost a fight in my life. And I thought, I'm going to die right mm-hmm. here. And, uh, <clears throat> man, cars were going by. It was a busy street. Uh, McKinney and Fitzhugh, Ben Milam Elementary School. And cars are going by, and I'm watching them go by. And I thought, nobody's going to stop. You know, they're going to choose not to see me. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know exactly how to explain it, but there was this, you know, right before I was going to die, there was this bitterness, this rage, this hatred of they think I'm nothing. And if it hadn't been for a coach who pulled that kid off of me, you know, I'd probably have been killed. Mm -hmm. But, man, there was this rage within me for all people. And I've talked to different, you know, counselors and and. Rage or anger is usually directed in one of or more of four directions. One is it's directed at God. You know, why did you make me? Why did you do this? Or why did you put these people in my life who hurt me? Secondly, is it's directed at ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, why am I in this situation? I'm so angry at myself for being stupid or or whatever. And then the third, we're angry at others. You know, uh, none of those people stopped right to help me and and so that started this whole thing in my head that you know everybody is worthy of hatred you know uh, because they don't care and then you know the fourth direction is the church and man that started a just a, a enemy relationship with the church and you know it's kind of weird scott i i really hated christians i mean because they talked about love uh-huh and they didn't practice it and i thought they're just a bunch of hypocrites and i want nothing to do i hated them and i hated cheerleaders i don't understand what that was about at all and how old were you at this time <laughs> I was nine nine, nine. yeah, yeah I, I don't understand the cheerleader part maybe it's because they're so happy or something but man i just hebrews the 12th chapter uh verses 14 and 15 uh the writer says make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it, and this is interesting. He says, see to it that no bitter root grows up among you so as to cause trouble and defile many. Now you think about that. That that hatred, uh-huh. the lack of love for an enemy, comes out, and, and, and it really what it does, it defiles many. So it's not just you and the person... That you're hating but no it spills over into other areas yeah peter kanye was a he was a, a student here at dcc he was from kenya and they had all these sayings you know and uh so this this young lady we were in the men's residence hall and this young lady got real ticked off at me i got ticked off at her and she stomped off and peter kanye throws out this this proverb from kenya and he says uh, he said, Mr. Worley, you need to go after her. And I said, no way. You know, that's that's her problem. And he said, no, the Kenyan pro- there's a Kenyan proverb that says, when one goes away angry, it will come back on you tenfold. Huh. It didn't take me long to figure out, okay, she's going to tell another person, another person, and the whole women's dorm is going to be ticked off at me. Uh-huh. And I said, wow, uh, okay, that's, I got to go. Interesting. Yeah, because, because it, we have a tendency to defile others. So 
Um, Ajay Lal, mm-hmm. you know, he's incredible. Uh, he's a former student here at DCC, but he was in, he's an incredible missionary in his homeland of India, Central India Christian Mission. And he talks, he has this famous sermon about who's your neighbor. Okay. And I got to tell you, when I started studying this passage and looking at it and groaning over it, I thought about the, the opposite of that. Well, who's your enemy? You know, who, who's your enemy? Well, you think about that. It, you know, it could be a brother in your family. It could be a sister. It could be an in-law. It could be a, uh, a brother-in-law, uh, a father-in-law. It could be a neighbor. It could be a classmate. You know, it could be a pastor. I, I mean, it, it, it could be an office worker, a boss, politics. You know, if I said, man, do I... Let's don't even go down. Well, I mean, you know, you, man, do I love Trump. I hate you. You know, it could be, oh, I love Biden. I hate you. Mm -hmm. Man, the hate that comes over. Tyler Perry just recently uh, at the Oscars had this profound statement. He said, look, my grandmother told me or my mom told me I choose to love. I I don't know if you remember this saying. Some Some of the older guys that are listening can remember... I can remember a time, Scott, where literally people would say the only good Russian is a dead Russian. Oh, yeah. And you were missionary in Russia for nine yep. years. And we find out that they're not our enemy. No. Um, man, we found out that, that yeah, first that trip. That very first trip, I remember us sitting yeah. around talking about that, that. That's it. We felt lied to by our government, by just the political situation. By that, Christians. Yeah. Because, Who said the same thing? You know, when we sat down with these people, they wanted the same thing we did. Peace. They wanted uh, an opportunity for their kids. They wanted a life that was fulfilling. And, well, okay, who doesn't want that? Yeah. And just because they're Russian. And we found Christians there. Exactly. You know, that's... So, So you know, how do we... You know, the question came to my mind. How do we counter anger and bitterness? How do we stop that process? Well... You know, I think, first of all, if you know, if any of you guys are taking notes, first of all, Jesus just said it. You need to write that down. Love your enemies. Right. Love them. Mark Strauss, uh, an author, said, love here is not a feeling or an emotion, but a concrete action. Yes. You choose to love. You choose to do that. Matthew 5, 23, Jesus said, Hey, if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and the thing that we can do, the only thing that we can do is do everything that we possibly can to reconcile with somebody. You know, that's our part. That's right. They can respond however they want to respond. And Scott, I found two, two sayings that have stuck with me. I don't know if they're original with me or what. I don't know. Uh, but two sayings. One is, don't look at somebody's actions. Look at the attitude behind the action. Okay. You know, why did they do what they did when they did it? And then when you start taking a look at that, man, there's all kinds of stuff I could tell you. You know, my, my son was uh, uh, bullied by, a, uh, he was a sophomore in high school, and he was bullied by a, a senior and my son was, you know, he's big. And he was like, hey, Dad, uh, you may get a phone call from the school to school today. <laughs> you know, I was like, why is that? And I, and I used this, that same phrase. I said, look, uh, 
it's just not normal to treat somebody the way that this this boy is treating you and and i said maybe you ought to pray for him and tell him that well this kid came and did the same thing that he did and kyle turned around and just said "Uh, something is wrong with you and i want you to know i'm praying for you wow well his enemy he loved him i don't know if i could have done that you know everything within me was like smash that boy uh and i i'll not go into what what the boy was doing to him but uh but later the the senior came up to him and said thank you for praying for me he said his parents were both alcoholics and they were going through a divorce well there's a reason there there always is yes and even even you and i have been in rooms where 40 and 50 year old adults have blown up or uh, i i had that experience many times when i was overseas in russia and and i realized the stress of you know being overseas again that's not an excuse but there always is a reason yeah and yeah. whether it's something that they're going through internally and you know and i've had the same instances well why why are you so moody today why are you well you know, okay yeah let me tell you what's going on in my life and so yeah well, I think the second phrase is acceptance without approval. You know, you can you can accept somebody as somebody that Christ has died for. You can accept them as a, a fellow human being. Right. You don't have to approve of what they do. And so to me, those those are a couple of things that practically defuse from becoming enemies or rage at somebody else. Right. Uh, you know, that idea of... Uh, I. And that's, you know, Jesus did that with the rich young ruler. I mean, man, we have disagreements, but I can still accept you. And I don't have to approve of what you're saying or how you're saying it. Right. And man, we need that today. Oh, absolutely. I, I think I think another uh, practical thing to think about is be better than a pagan, man. Be better than a <laughs> sinner for crying out loud. Be a Christian. Yes. And that's, that's what Jesus is saying. Look, First uh, Peter... 3, 8, 9, he says, finally, all of you live in harmony with one another. Be sympathetic. Love as brothers. Be compassionate and humble. Don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because to this you were called so that you might inherit a blessing. Boy, it almost sounds like he's been around Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what Jesus said. And Jesus put it this way. He said, do, uh, do to others as you want them to do to you. And I think it's interesting, Scott, that that's not an original. No. I mean, Leviticus 19.18 says, love your neighbor as yourself. Right. The philosopher Seneca, you know, who taught Nero, says, let's show, let us show generosity in the same manner that we would wish to have it bestowed on us. Or what about Tobit in Tobit 4.15? says, and what you hate, don't do to anyone. You remember Rabbi Hillel? Jesus uh, addressed the students of Hillel. And even Rabbi Hillel says, what is hateful to you, don't do to anyone else. That's the whole law. All else is commentary. Wow. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, Grandma Worley, my mom, uh, she just simply put it, treat people the way you want to be treated. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, and if you can't say something nice, then don't say <laughs> don't it. Don't say anything at all. That was my yeah. dad's advice. Mark Strauss said, Yet only with Jesus does this command become the fundamental standard of behavior for God's people. Isn't that incredible? Only with Jesus 
does this command become the fundamental standard of behavior for God's people? And he goes on and he says, the reflection of God's love for us. Man. Titus 3.3 3 says, at one time we, were, we too were foolish. You know, we, we made mistakes. We did dumb things. Then why can't we forgive others of that? Uh, I, I, in, the, in, the, in my study, you know, I shared three examples Three examples, Scott, of of this. Okay. One is Jesus Himself. Right. In John thirteen, Jesus or John says Jesus was now going to show them the full extent of His love. And what did He do? Died on a cross. No, that's later. Washed their feet. He washed their feet. And when you think about the feet that He washed, He's washing. First of all, He's the Creator of all mankind, and He's washing dirty, nasty, created beings' feet. Mm And then you think who these guys were. He prophesied Peter was going to betray him three times. Right. Yet he washed his feet. He knew Thomas was going to doubt him. He washed his feet. He knew all of the disciples were going to leave him utterly, utterly alone. Mm-hmm. Man, if I'll tell you, I, I love you guys. I love my brothers. But if you if you left me out, if you stabbed me in the back, man, I'd struggle with that. <laughs> I'd struggle with that. But Jesus washes their feet. And then he concludes and he says, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. What is that? Love your enemies. Right. Now that you know these things, you'll be blessed if you do them. Man, that's tough. Yep. That is so hard for me. It's not the washing of feet. It's the loving of betrayers, your enemy. Right. That's what he's modeling. Uh, second you know, we might say, well, that's Jesus, you know, that's he's he's but he says to copy him, you know. Right. But when I was in India, I met five guys who had suffered for their faith. Okay. And one of them is just unbelievable. I I I can't mention his name because this is being broadcast, but <clears throat> he and his wife went into a village and uh they're starting a church and uh, preaching in that in that city well uh, after they there was there six months they started a house church and there were about 40 to 50 seekers there uh after started they started to attend well some hindu extremists said you don't do this and they warned him a couple of times right. and and he, they kept going well at about four o'clock uh well about about 1 a.m one morning uh, four men burst into their house and dragged he and his wife over 500 feet. They dragged them uh, to a tree where they tied him up and they beat him. And after a couple of times of beating him and threatening and of threatening to kill him, if he didn't sign a, 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 a denial of Jesus, mm-hmm. he had to sign it. I, I just can't. They tore his wife's clothes off of her. And while he was tied to that tree, one by one, six men raped her. Um, man, <laughs> I would have said, okay, death is coming. And we see movies about that all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, revenge, right. all of that. So after his wife, after they left the hospital, told him, uh, we will never leave this area that God has called us to. We'll never leave this area. And he was like, 
are you kidding? She said, no, we, we, they went back in to that area, in that village, and preached the love of Christ. That's great. Now, they baptized, baptized over 500 people, yeah. including three of the guys oh, wow. who raped his wife. And I, I was teaching these guys, and they didn't want us to hear, you know, about their stories until later because they thought it would affect us, and they were right. Yeah. Man, I mean, and this guy was sitting in my class on Christian leadership, man, and sitting right next to him. I didn't know this, but later, sitting right next to him was one of the guys who had raped his wife Wow, and was now a believer. Yeah. And I thought, Man, I was just in tears. Yeah. I just thought, if this guy who nobody's ever heard of in the middle of a billion people populated world can love his enemy like that, yeah. well, so can That's I. Amazing. So can I. And I'll tell you what, it was a hard, hard direction for me. Um, but I can remember as a student right here at DCC, I kept reading my Bible, and God just kept saying, you got to love, you got to love your enemies, you got to love your enemies. And I kept going, no, no, threw my Bible against the wall a whole bunch of times. No, no, no. And finally, it was almost like God was saying, you cannot break through. You can't go there until you learn to follow right. one of the basic commands of Jesus Christ himself. And I remember in San Antonio, Texas, at Harlandale Christian Church, in a in a choir loft there, I laid myself just down before God, and I said, I'm tired of fighting it. Hmm. I give up. Yeah. I will choose to love. And I hope our listeners do the same. That's great. Do you have a third example? Yeah. <laughs> That's the third example. There it is. Right there. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. We hope today you have been blessed. By our 28th episode of the DCC Leadership Podcast, some really challenging words from Jesus himself. And uh, as you were speaking, I couldn't help but think it's, it's no accident that the very first fruit of the Spirit that Paul lists is love. Uh, James, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. All of these, you know, the things we're experiencing in our world right now, the early church was experiencing as well probably in even this in greater severity at times so we encourage you to uh, stay in the word continue to check us out and share our podcasts as you can and look for us on any of your podcast platforms again thank you for joining us today pray that you have a blessed week and thank you for being here for the dcc leadership podcast